me back Hold on, but don't hold me back You just hold on Hello and welcome to the Backyard PA Football Podcast covering high school football between Pittsburgh and Morgantown along Interstate 79. I'm Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. And I'm Carter Newcomb. And we are excited to talk some football with you guys today. Um, how are you guys doing on this fine Monday night slash afternoon? Well, I don't think it's afternoon anymore. It's definitely in the evening, but I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing good myself. I'm excited. To talk some, I'm excited to talk some football as well. Let's watch some football tonight. Big NFL game tonight. Who's playing? The Chiefs and the Ravens. I'm fine. I don't really watch the NFL at all since the Vikings went 0-3. You know, I'm more excited for this, the game this Friday night than I am tonight, though. Same. It's a huge game. Are you talking about your Big 8 assignment, or...? No, that game I'm, I'm excited for, but I, I'm more excited... For the birds. We'll be talking about that game coming up here, but first, I just want to talk to the audience for a little bit. Uh, if you're listening on any podcast listening software, you're in the right place. Stay there. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, all the fun stuff there. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go like us on Twitter. Hit us up there or hit us up on Facebook through Messenger. Anywhere you want to hit us up, we're now on Instagram, so that's exciting. And go get merch, Patreon, all the fun stuff. We'll have more of that later. So. Let's jump into football, guys, and uh, I don't know about you, but Thursday night, my eyes were glued to the TV set, and I was watching Avella West Green and Adam Morganti and Jeremiah Miller on the call um, for greensports.net, I believe, um, but the Avella Eagles pulled out with a win, and they're coming back home with a key game against California. Number one, how excited are you for this game? Because I know I am very pumped to go to Avella for the first time. Um, it seems like a great football atmosphere from what I've seen. I'm excited for the game, as I alluded to earlier. I, I, this is a classic David versus Goliath story here in the Tri-County South, about as big of David Goliath as you can get in this conference. You know, perennial power in, the, in this conference is Cal. You know, Avella usually in the basement of this conference. So both teams off to good starts. I want to see Avella pull it off. I run. I want to. I hate to, you know, be biased here, but I want to. I pull it for the underdog. You have to. Yeah, definitely excited. Uh, you know, Avella's not in this situation much, um, so it's awesome to see. You know, Cal Avella's a very big rivalry, even though it's been really one-sided as of late. Um, but it's going to be awesome to see two very talented teams um, go out there on Friday night and go at it against each other too. Um, teams that, you know, kind of are a little bit similar 
You know, I didn't think they would be this way coming into the season. You know, both teams have very good, talented quarterbacks that can run the ball. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be, you know, the, the headliners are, you know, K.J. Rushford, Valen, Damani Stafford for Cal. And uh, those two guys, you know, those are going to be the big, big key factors for both teams, you know, heading into Friday night's contest. Yeah, as far as the college football equivalent goes and us naming this the game of the week today, uh, it kind of reminds me of a couple years ago when, like, Wazoo pulled that upset against, like, USC or somebody, and then they went up to Pullman for game day. Like, it just has that same sort of vibe to it. Like, when other time, you know, in the next couple years or the past previous years would we have gone to Avella um, and had, have that, and they had been in this situation? Like, it, it's never happened, you know, in the past five years. So that's definitely exciting for us in a cover standpoint, but... You know, looking at the game as a whole now, obviously Avella is going to be, they're going to be underdogs in this game, no no doubt about it. But I feel like they're going to be a lot closer and the, the margin of error is going to be a lot smaller for California. Um, how are the Eagles going to do it if they're able to do it? Is it going to be through their run game with Markle or dual threat KJ Rush? Like, how do you foresee them pulling this one out? Not turning the football over. That's a and, big one. you know, last week they got away with that. Um, they probably shouldn't have, but K.J. Rush, I think, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, I believe he had three interceptions, I believe. Two or three. I believe he at least had two. I know he had at least two. I'm not sure if he had a third one, but, you know, they like they have some good playmakers down the field. In fact, you know, one of their touchdowns was a deep ball that he threw that, you know, went up and mossed a couple pioneer defensive backs um you know other that and they're gonna have to tackle i'm sure we all saw um the beating that Corey wise put on their secondary you know running down the sideline if they can tackle and they don't turn over the football i think they can be right with cow yeah the big thing is for vela you know they got to minimize some of the mistakes they had against west green vela had a chance to go up against west green at halftime in fact they scored a uh Touchdown from one yard out. Um, it came back with a holding call, and Avella one play later threw an interception in the back of the end zone. Uh, so things like that got to minimize mistakes. Uh, there were several holding penalties against Avella in that game. Uh, just things they got to minimize that they can't do against this uh, Cal team. You know, uh, West Green only had a couple of days practice for Avella. I'm not saying that would have changed the result, but this Cal team's coming off. You know. Uh, victory that was much needed against Maple Town. Not that we had any doubt that Cal would pull that off, one off, but you know, Cal having a pretty much a week off, um, not having the West Green game. You know, Cal wasn't sure if they were going to be slow out the gates, and they were a little bit. Maple Town scored first in that game, but Cal pretty much uh, handled it the rest of the way. So, you know, this Cal team's rolling on all cylinders. It's going to be very important for Vela to keep, uh, you know, keep take care of the ball Friday night. I just want to jump in real quick. You, you mentioned the uh, the holding call at the one-yard line. Um, I was down there in the end zone, and I have the video of who they called it on. And I'm not going to lie to you, that was probably the worst holding call I've ever seen. Basically what happened was is the guard just absolutely just pancaked to the defensive tackle. And the ref said that he tackled him. And that was why he threw the hold. And he, the, the, the sad part was is he was like the, the, the run, he, like the defensive tackle had no effect on the run regardless. Just literally got pancaked and they called. I have it on my, my phone. It's, it's, it's one of the worst holding calls I think I've ever seen. But besides the point, I just wanted to mention that. 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing when you look at these two teams is going to be, you mentioned it straight off the bat, Carter, was going to be turnovers because we saw Avila have a lot of turnovers last week against West Green, and in their win against Bentworth, California had two pick sixes, and that's what gave them the game. So, But even more so, I think, on the Avila side is that we – the one weakness we really saw in Avella, or we saw multiple weaknesses, but the biggest weakness we saw in Avella going into the year was how light their the guys in the trenches were. And to see them perform so well against a team West Green, against a team like West Green, makes me really positive about going into California because California is very light in the trenches compared to a team like West Green. They graduated like six starters from last year. They only got one guy coming back with exper- with a, t- a lot of experience. And a team like Bentworth had a lot of push against them in week one. So um, that makes me kind of wary of where California is. But uh, California, they're 14-point favorites. Despite that, on the road in Avella, uh, I'll let you guys pick this one first. Jeremiah, you can kick it off. Uh, yeah, no, um, you know, Valor has been off to an incredible start this season. Um, you know, they did the unthinkable going to Rogersville, beating West Green. Um, and it's been a great story, and it's awesome that we get to cover them as a game of the week. But that being said, um, I got the Trojans in the over. Um, I think California is just the skill level is much greater than Avella's. Um, but, you know, Avellas, you know, they're at home. Um, they're on they're on fire, really, pretty much. And, uh, you know, they pulled, they pulled off the impossible against West Green, you know. Does lightning strike twice? But um, it usually doesn't, so that's why I'm going to go the Trojans on the over. You know, I got two words to say. Oh, no. Go, Birds. He's- I'm taking Avella straight up, I think. This is listen. This team's got a lot to play for. You know, they only have, I believe, what fourteen or fifteen men on the roster. A lot of them are seniors, from what I've been told. You know, they might not have a football program next year. This is going to be one of the biggest games in their in their program's history against the rival. They're both undefeated. You know, it's I, I believe it's it's a novella, correct? Yes. This is the, one of the biggest games these kids will ever play in their lives. They might very well go out there and get steamrolled, but I'm pulling forward. And I think I think. They're gonna pull a little upset here. Another upset, you know. Give me, give me the birds. Give me them. KJ Rush, big day on the ground. I just think there's a lot when you're looking at this game. There's a lot unproven with California still. Uh, when you look at their team from all they graduated last year, they went out in week one, and I think we all agreed that they were very underwhelming against a Bentworth team that they should have been, you know, more staunch against. Um, and I mentioned it earlier, the Benworth line had pushback against them, maybe not a lot of it. And Benworth's line is certainly one of probably the worst in this conference, I'm going to say it. But uh, if Avella is able to compete with a team that historically, like West Green, West Green historically is very good in the trenches. I know you'll like me saying that, Jeremiah. but uh, With an exception to number 66 who graduated in the 2019 class. Even um, he was pretty good. He was okay. Um, didn't play at the next level, though. Probably should have. Um, Either way, Avella right now... I'm just right mastering now, my craft on a podcast. Listen, so. listen, listen. They have, there's one man on this Avella line. I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't really keep... You know, as a wide receiver, you know, I don't really pay much attention to the trenches. I'm not going to lie to you. But there's a big boy on the Avella line that caught my eye. Big number 69 has a mullet. Absolute beast down there. 
in the trenches. He's the one they called the holding on. He just pancaked his man. Run behind him. Give KJ Rush the ball. Run right behind him. All, all I'm saying is that California went into that Bentworth game, and Bentworth, they had something to prove, and California had something to prove, and California went in, and in the first half, they were only winning by one. And that is unacceptable for me if I'm a Trojans fan because they should have won that game by much more. The offense underperformed. And now we're going into a game against Avella, and Avella is playing, has played this entire season with house money because we went into the beginning of the season, we said Avella is going to be in the basement again, and then now they're not. So they're dangerous because of that. And I, if Avella go, or if California goes into this game with the same mindset that they, they went into a game like Bentworth, they're going to lose. And that's why I think I'm going to take Avella with the under and win. I still think Cal has too much of a gap for Avella to compete. Cal has the athletes. West Green does not possess right now. West Green does not have Colin Walker. They do not have Ben Jackson. They still have great athletes, but pretty comparable athletes to this Avella team. I think Damani Stafford and Jaden Zuzak will be too much for this Avella defense. All right, that just wraps up our preview of that game there. We talked about the game for about like 12 minutes, and I think it was well warranted because I think we're all very excited to see the result of this one. Uh, another intriguing game, we got Lindsley visiting McGuffey. Lindsley, a uh, cadet school out of West Virginia. Um, McGuffey has, McGuffey's defense has been maybe one of the strongest in 2A in the Whipple so far, if not the strongest. Um, this game, I think we were all expecting it to be pretty even. Lindsley has faced a really difficult schedule in West Virginia, and uh, this game might be a little bit of a reprieve. I don't know how you scale West Virginia, great West Virginia teams to lower-class um, Pennsylvania teams, but um, just what are your guys' expectations for McGuffey if they win this game? Would it move the pylons for you as far as where they'd end up at the end of the year? Um, I know me and Jeremiah talked about this, but I'm interested to see uh, what you think about it, Carter. Um, McGuffey defense you're talking about? Just McGuffey as a whole. If they won this game, where would that – how would your opinion change of them? Um, I, I don't – I don't think my opinion on them is too negative in the begin with. I'm pretty up on them. I like their defense. So, I mean, I think this game really just comes down to how well they do play on defense. We know that they're going to possess the ball on offense. And it, it, it's a big program win if they start, you know, would they be not 4-0 if they win this game? Um, they already had a big win against Wash High. You know, if they get a big another big win, they can play well on defense and score 20 to 30 points. They will win this game, I think. Um I have a pretty good outlook on them after I watched them, how they played Wash Eye. So I don't think, even if they lose this game, I don't think it'll be more of a, a negative flight shined on them. I think Lindsay is a good team. So I don't really think, you know, McGuffey's opinion, my opinion on McGuffey will change too much because of this game. Yeah, I agree. No matter what the outcome is, I don't think my opinion on McGuffey will change. We know they got a stout defense. Um,. I mean, if Lindsley comes in and, you know, puts up 40 points on this McGuffey defense, I might have questions, you know, for a bigger, better caliber team. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, Lindsley has a very tough schedule in the Ohio Valley. They play a mix of Northern Panhandle, Ohio Valley schools, such as the likes of Steubenville, Ohio, which Ohio is a national powerhouse, um, very rich over there in Steubenville, Ohio, on the Ohio River. But McGuffey, 
I think the big thing for them, they just need to keep rolling on that offense with uh, the three tandem running backs. You know, they got a lot of depth at running back. Um, and that's saying a lot because they have probably their best athlete is out. Um, and Nate Yagle, he hasn't played in a while. And um, I don't know, he made an Instagram post today. Maybe you think that he might not be playing for a lot longer either. So I don't know the significance of his injury. I know he went down when Carter and I were up there week one when they played Walsh High. But uh, if McGuffey can pull this one off, this will definitely be a signature win. You know, really looking at McGuffey's schedule, uh, Walsh High was their only really significant team um, in the conference, really, that's going to match equal with them, and then Lindsley being a close second. So, um, you know, if McGuffey pulls this one out, I, I don't think it will change my opinion on them. I'm already high on them, as I mentioned before. I think there's, as I mentioned, there's only three teams, really, um, in A that I feel are title contenders. That's Beaver Falls, Washington, and McGuffey, and McGuffey's number two on my board right now. So um, I think this is going to be another Friday night for Ed Dalton, the Highlanders. Yeah, and McGuffey opens up as a six-point favorite at home, and I'm going to take the over on this one just because the offense that they run is so dynamic and they control the ball, and with a defense like the one they have, um, that's just a deadly combination for any team, uh, and Lindsley not facing that triple option, you know, at least they didn't play last year and probably a couple years before that, so uh, I, I like McGuffey in this one. Carter? Yeah, I'm going to go with McGuffey. I don't know if they'll cover the spread. Actually, yeah, they will. They're going to win by touchdown. It's a six-point spread. Give me, give me them with the over and a win. Yeah, I'm, I'm over the win for the Highlanders. Um, I, I think, I think they'll see the competition in the WPIL is a little bit better than the West Virginia Panhandle. Um, not saying I'm not going to go as far in saying it's as good as the Ohio Valley football because I think that's very debatable. But um, I think the WPIL's uh, will shine, and I think McGuffey wins by three touchdowns. And then in our final full preview of the week, we got West Mifflin at Trinity. Trinity, you guys laughed at me last week when I said that they'd get the under against McKeesport, and they were winning at halftime, seven to nothing. That defense shined, forcing three turnovers against the Tigers, and they ended up losing ten to seven off of a late field goal from McKeesport. Uh, Trinity now is coming back home. They welcome in West Mifflin. West Mifflin's coming off after a statement win against the Laurel Highlands where um, they trailed at points in that game and came back and won. They had a bunch of defensive turnovers. They had a big goal line stand. They have all the momentum right now. Um, but still, this game, it lands in a pick em. Um this game is definitely going to be a defensive battle for me, seeing Tyson Brophy go up against you know West Mifflin. And West Mifflin's quarterback is still pretty underwhelming, in my opinion. Um, but offensively, someone's going to have to stand out to win this game. Uh, who do you guys see that being, and how do you see them making an impact? Uh, I, I don't necessarily it's going to, think it's going to come from an offensive player. I think it's just going to be who on defense can make the biggest play. And West Mifflin's got the best player on the field on Friday night, and that's that's really, I think, all it comes down to. I think Nakai Johnson's just going to be too much. Yeah, uh, Carter said it best. You know, I think that the best team has the best player on the field, uh, not in every situation. And honest, uh, Nakai Johnson for West Mifflin, and I think that's going to, his leadership and his uh, playing ability, I think that's just what's going to uh, put West Mifflin over in this game. I don't know. I feel like Trinity has a much more complete offense when you look at them with their two running backs and Caden Colson at QB. I mean, 
even if they do, I still think the best player is on West Mifflin's team. And I know that not one guy is the entire defense, but that especially when it's a d- defensive end like he is, you know, it's going to have Trinity trying to run the ball to the other side of the field. And that's, you know, you take away a side on offense, I, that can get tough. Um, all right, let's pick this game, Ben. I'll let you guys go first. Again, no spread for this one. You're just picking a true winner between the two. Give me the Titans. West Mifflin wins. Um, well, I bet my money on the Trinity Hillers last week, and it paid off, so I don't know why I'd do anything different. I'll pick Trinity in this one, but um, that's just solely on because they have a little bit of hot streak for me. Any other universe, I'd pick West Mifflin for this one. So, um, yeah, I'll go with Trinity. Let's move into some more picks against the spread here. We're going to go through these rapid fire. We'll start out in the Tri-County South. Jefferson Morgan playing their second game in a row at John F. Wiley Stadium. They welcome in the Bentworth Bearcats, who are seven-point road favorites. Who do you guys have in this one and why? Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Bentworth Bearcats to cover this spread. I Just too much for Jefferson Morgan, you know, with the speed you know, at Wiley. I, I guess going to be Bentworth. Yeah, I think, I think the Bearcats offense really shines overall. We think Jefferson defense. Um, I think Jonathan Wolf has a big game in the ground again um, for Jefferson. Um, but I think I think you know, really have a big game um, on the offensive side. I think that word will put up a lot of points. I'll go Bearcats in the over. I think we saw this game last year, and both sco- both teams scored like fifty plus or forty plus. It was it was just like a true shootout, and I don't think that's going to happen on for one team, and that's Jefferson Morgan. But on the other side, I like Benworth to score just to heap of points on Jefferson Morgan. So yeah, over on the seven point spread for me. Uh, next up, the Tri County South West Green at Carmichael's. Carmichael's twenty two point favorites. West Green, after that tough loss to Avella, is now one and one, and Carmichael's is three and zero, oh, and they haven't gone a game scoring less than forty one points. Uh, and for that reason, I got to go with Carmichael's on the over. Um, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna join either. Uh, I think. You know, I, don't, I think Carmichael's is going to win this game, but, I mean, let's not overreact here. I think Avella's a decent team to give, you know, to 22 points. I think West Green will stay within that range. I don't think they win, but you can't tell me they won't score, like, 20 in this game. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think Carmichael's wins this game, but I don't think they'll have three touchdowns. No, I think the West Green keeps it close, and Carmichael's keeps it like touchdowns. I think Carmichael's wins by two touchdowns. I think Carmichael scores less than 40 points. And then the final game in Tri-County South, the real barn burner here between Mapletown and Manesson. Manesson seven-point favorites over on the Greyhounds. Give me the Hounds, baby. Um, I'm going to take the Hounds and the over. Yeah, That's Maple- all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. Sorry about that, Carter. But Good. yeah, Maples, Maples making that drive off I-7 West and Manesson. And then heading now into the century, we got Beth Center at Wash High. Wash High 28 point favorites. Uh, After what Wash High did to Waynesburg, I can't imagine anything different is going to happen to Beth Center. So give me the over for the 28 point spread. Yeah, give me the over. I, I just. 
I can't see it any being less. Did did they win by more than twenty eight points against Chargers Houston? Yes, they I won believe. exactly by twenty eight. Okay, so yeah, this is definitely not that much of a stretch then. Yeah, no, nah, roll presses. Taking me over. And go, then the go stamps. <laughs> go what? Go stamps. Who's that? Prexy's a, technically a stamp. That's another word, name for a stamp. Okay. <laughs> um, final, or not the final game. Another game of the century here. Chargers Houston at Charleroi. Uh, Charleroi coming off of that big win. They didn't score any offensive points, but they won with a pick six by Brendan Shannon over Waynesburg, 7-6. to six. Uh, Chargers Houston got train wrecked by Wash High. Again, 28 points last week. Um, but they hit the road as 13-point favorites against the Cougars. Uh, I think this stays under. I like I like the Cougars' defense coming off of that win. Um, and Chargers Houston's offense did well in the first half against Wash High and did not score in the second half. So um, I think the Cougars just keep that positive momentum and keep this like at a 10-point Bucks win. You know, I think me picking against Charlotte last week kind of gave them, you know, a bit of some bulletin board material. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it again for them. You know, let's see. Give me Chartier's Houston with the over. Some bulletin board material for Charleroi. Let's go Bucks, baby. Over. Bucks and Chucks. Bucks and Chucks, baby. <laughs> yeah. Ducks, Bucks, Chucks, Fiat Lux. Yes. I really like. Love it. I love it. <laughs> and then the final game of the century here, Waynesburg Central t- takes the hike up to Frazier, who are 16-point favorites at home. Uh, they're still working out some kinks with that offense, with Kenny Fine taking a seat last week against uh, McGuffey, and then um, a new quarterback in Dom Norcone as well. Uh, who do you guys like in this one against 16 points in favor of the Frazier Commodores? I think I got... I think I'll take the over, because Waynesburg just has not shown anything positive this entire season. This is tough. I, I just I don't think Frazier's going to look incredible on offense, but then again, like, Waynesburg Central is looked incompetent at times. So... Um, give me Frazier in the over. Yeah, so uh, I have a uh, very valuable source over there in Periopolis that says uh, Kenny Fine will be playing this week. Oh, yeah, over. Yeah, so uh, with that being said, I'm going to take the Commodores and the over. Okay, Adam Schefter. You're welcome. I, I'm yeah, more of a, I think I'm more of an Ian Rappaport, but I'll take Ian the Rappaport? compliment. Yeah, I'll take the compliment. Per source, yeah. What what is the source? I can't I can't disclose that. Does it happen off the record? Does it happen to be a quarterback that plays for Frazier? Yeah, and his initials are BB. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> per source. I think we learn in uh, news writing and reporting you got to have two sources though. Yeah, so you do. Trust me, I have that class now. <laughs> is, isn't his dad the coach, anyways? Yeah, so I guess that counts. You could talk to his dad, I guess. Yeah, just just ask him, ask his dad if he's going to play. All right. <laughs> um, let's move into the Big Eight now. Bell Vernon at Laurel Highlands, twenty-eight points. Yeah, Bell Vernon's going to win by twenty-eight points or more. <laughs> yeah, they're going to win. 
by a lot more than 28. Yeah, go laps. HML Jeremiah. <laughs> go laps. Okay. He de- he doesn't know the lingo yet, but he'll get it. Uh, let's move into McKeesport. They're visiting the Ringgold Rams. They're 28-point favorites as well. We got a full slate of 28-point blowouts in the Big 8 here. Um, and, yeah, McKeesport is going to win by 28 or more. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, it's not going to be close. These three games might have end up all being shutouts and all might be like 50 points. I think for these games... Like, these games would be better off being canceled. I th- No, 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 no. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think what you should do for these games instead of it being 28 points, I think you should just like set an over-under of how many points they win by. Like, I mean, I know that's kind of what the spread is, but like, you should be like like fifty, like over under. Are they going to win? That's by what more? the spread is. Yes, but I know, I know, I know. Max is out at twenty eight. <laughs> I know. I just said that. But I'm saying, like, like putting it at twenty eight is too easy. That's true. Like, how many points are they actually just going to put up in general? Is what I, I'm I, more want, I don't want all these. I don't want Uniontown to just like get furious because because I put like a fifty five point spread. Listen, on. that's well, not don't true. lose thirty five games your, in a row. That's not your problem. All right. <laughs> well, as a, listen, I know I chose them to win last week, and we'll touch on that here in the next game. Okay, but like, when you're that bad, you can't complain. Yeah. Anyway, over. I, I'm pretty sure we're all saying over. Jeremiah? Yeah, as Ed Ogeron once said, go Tigers. And then the final game, the Bill Chirpak, Thomas Jefferson Jaguars visiting the Uniontown Red Raiders, 28 points. Over, 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 pound the over. Of course, Carter might actually pick Uniontown. Um, we're not sure of that yet, and we know he's listen, very high listen, on the Red Raiders. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm very, it's documented that I'm very high on the Red Raiders. CJ Soltis, sophomore quarterback legend. Yes. His biggest fan. Listen. Never heard of him. Listen, Uniontown, don't count them out. I know they're playing TJ, all right? I, I, I know. Everyone's, the cards are stacked against them, right? They are going, they're hosting them. They have some advantage because you know why? Dakota Burkholder at fullback. No, because they get to use the locker room, and TJ does not. That's true. So with that being said, this game is tied when it starts, and TJ wins by 65. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, little fun fact for you. Uniontown. Do you guys both know by chance uh, who's from Uniontown? There's a big mural of him right in downtown Uniontown. I don't, but you're from the area, so you definitely do. Oh, I know. I wouldn't have asked the question. So if you uh, guys... Can I, can, can I get a guess? Can yeah, yeah, guess? yeah, sure. I don't care. Ben Roethlisberger. That was an awful guess, but anyway, <laughs> I'm, sure, the point. I'm sure in history... I'm sure in history is class... Is it Brad Paisley? It, it, it's, Columbus. it's not. Christopher, no, Columbus is Italian. <laughs> uh, no, but have you guys ever heard in history class of the Marshall Plan? Yes. George Marshall, former United States Secretary of State that helped rebuild Europe after World War II. George rebuild Marshall Europe. is from Uniontown. So the only way Uniontown pulls off the upset against TJ is George Marshall comes back from the dead. Give me the Jaguars on the over. Listen, honest to God, I know I hate, like, it sounds bad because we're ripping on them, but and I, and I chose against them last week. But, like, like honestly, what would ha- like need to happen, like, and that could actually physically happen for Uniontown to win this game? Uh, TJ would have to 
basically send their seventh grade football team instead of okay. Anyone listen, else. if TJ sent their JVs, they would how still close win. Is it? You still would you take the, Would you take them in the twenty eight point over? I'd take yes. them in the fifty point over if they brought their JV team. Yes, absolutely. What about their, what about their freshman team? Yes, yes. <laughs> You're still taking my twenty eight. If yes. you, if TJ brought their seventh and eighth grade football team, I would take the over. I don't know about that. Oh, I know. I would. I've seen. I have seen this Uniontown team play. If you are an AD for Uniontown or TJ, and you happen to be listening to this, make that happen. Cut the program. Cut the pro. No, don't. Let's not go that. No, no. I think think Uniontown could still beat Punxsutawney. I I I know Uniontown has the athletes. I just don't understand how they don't put it together. Here's a better question. This is what we're going to start doing now on the show. All right, we all know that my Punxsutawney chalks are absolutely atrocious. Um, I went back home and I relearned that just because I, you know, for some reason thought, heck, maybe they wait one a game Friday. Um, they played a team that lost 13 consecutive, and now the Chucks have now lost 19 straight games. Um, now we're just going to have to compare them to if they can beat Punxsutawney or not. I think CJ Soltis, QB legend, and Dakota Burkholder, fullback legend, run all over the Punxsy Chucks. Yeah, I just think it's WPIL versus District Nine, so I take the Whippy and all. No, in, you're, in not, you're not. Gonna, you're not going to. You're not going to take Punxy's five foot six, one hundred fifty five pound sophomore running back. I think if the only that. way, dude, that would be a dream matchup: George Marshall coaching Uniontown, and on Punxsutawney size, Punxsutawney Phil on the sidelines. That'd be a coaching matchup I'd want to see. I think definitely. Like I just, I would love to see it. What if I think in a couple of years who after you, my time here, Waynesburg's done. I think I'm going to go rebuild the Punks Tony Chucks football. Who program. do you think is the more influential person, George Marshall, former U.S. Secretary of State, or Punks Tony Phil? Punks Tony Phil. Browse. I you? mean, it's pretty even to be honest. But uh, yeah, I think George Marshall. There's a big, which I do have to say, like Uniontown, big, beautiful mural right on the side of the building downtown of George Marshall. You know, so, girls, now that we've gone through all of our picks for the week. Yeah. I told you last week we were going to do some District 9 games because, you know, listen, you guys yeah. don't know District 9, and I kind of do. And I'm not from this district, so I don't generally know it very You're well. picking some Carn City football? They are a good program, but I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go on next preps here because I don't to be honest I don't know all the matchups this week. Is Oil City up there too? They're, they're not in District Nine. Um, Close. So let's let's let me just pull up some games here. So the, like the way that their District Nine's doing it, it says there's only like 25 teams. They've the, originally in the conference there's a District Nine large school division and a District Nine small school division. So what they've done with you know COVID in place and there's only I, th- I think they're playing seven or eight games up there. Um, they are doing. They've split it into north and south for those conferences, and each team is playing a home and home with each team in the south or the north of their respective conference. So, like Punxsutawney, they played Dubois this last Friday night. They will play them in three weeks at home, so they see each other twice. So it's actually in- pretty interesting seeing. That's some Maple Town kind of. That's some Maple Town of Vela kind of stuff. It seems like complexity for complexity's sake. Like they're not even that far apart anyway. What are you talking about? With like south, I'm guessing it. Like District Nine is so small, the South and North teams are probably no. District Nine's in in area size is pretty large. Not as large as the WPIL, but like the WPIL, like most of the schools, like except for like the Tri County South, most of the travel times are not more anything more than an hour. 
generally speaking. Within an like I've, I, the closest I mean, game Maple I've ever Town to Avella, that's like that's a hike. Not really. <laughs> not really. No, not no, really. Like I, 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 I played all but one. The closest high school matchup I ever played in District Nine was a half hour away. So, I mean, my first, my first, like I think my senior year, I think we traveled over an hour to like four or five games. It's an interesting concept, but please go on. Oh uh, yeah, I probably <laughs> should get to this. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start with this one. We got the Central Clarion Wildcats at the Dubois Beavers. No spread, just pick them, baby. I'm I, telling you the records because it's an, it doesn't matter. Give me Clarion Central. Clarion Central. I probably said this at least fifty times. This this semester is is go birds, but you know last last year as a freshman I was saying go beeves. So go beeves. Go beeves. We love to see it. All right. The Carn City Gremlins will travel up. Whoa, 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 up, whoa, up whoa! Gre- like gremlins, like the things they tell you not gremlins. to eat after night. Yes, that's that's what they're called. Okay. Um, they're purple and gold. I know who Carn City is. I just never knew that. Right. They will travel northeast to Jack Lamarca Stadium at Jack Hart Field to face your Punxsutawney Chucks. Will the Chucks end the streak? No, give me oh, Carn, yes, Carn City. City. No, of course give me, not. Give me, Car- give me the Gremlins. Don't feed them after dark. Don't feed them after dark. All right, last game. We're just choosing the large school games because actually, you know what? We're going to choose one team in the north school. Uh, Brookville, three and zero at Monotaw. What are their mascots? Yeah, that's Brookville a good Raiders and the Monotaw Warriors. Wow, that is so... very basic stuff. Yeah. Here. Raiders and Warriors, jeez. Yeah, give me the Gremlins in this one. <laughs> give you the Gremlins? Yeah, no, give me Monotaw, Monotaw, uh, Monotaw, whatever. Isn't there a Monotaw River or something? Uh, I I don't believe. Oh um, well. Monotaw is actually pretty close to um, Grove City area. Oh, in that case, give me Brookville. Give you Brookville? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if this next team actually still has a football program or not. Let me let me make sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, well, you know, we're not going to pick this team because. Um, they might exist. They're or they they're, they're zero one. No, the reason I question that is because in week one they played Keystone. And they lost eighty six to nothing. That's, that's, that's close. It was seventy nine nothing at the half. Mm, that's oh, close. Okay. So, and they haven't played a game since, and they're not scheduled to play again until the tenth of October. So uh, that's enough for they the gotta get some, they gotta get some recruiting done in the next couple weeks. No, it's it's Sheffield. Um, they're just a very small school with like like their team literally looks like a like an like a a youth football like Pop Warner team when it comes to the uniforms. You think Punxy could beat him? Oh, Punxy would actually kill him. <laughs> Honestly, like Keystones, Keystones are not a bad team. I mean, they always they've historically been awful. Like I think my junior year, we beat them by like forty or fifty points. Like it was like thirty-five nothing at halftime. Um, but actually, that game against Keystone my junior year was so bad that I played quarterback in the second half of that game. Um, but to be that bad, like Sheffield might be the worst team in the entire state of Pennsylvania. Like I think Maple Town, like Union, Union Town beats them by sixty-five, at least. What about Maple Town? Maple Town probably beats them by about forty. <laughs> I haven't seen Maple Town play personally, but from what I've gathered, they're not. I know they're not great. I mean, it would it, it would be irresponsible of us to go a whole podcast without mentioning the goat Landon Stevenson. So, 
like I think I think what we have to start doing on this podcast is in, like at the end of the we just have to find like the biggest loser, like the worst possible team we can in all of PA. Good and job. like s- set up a game between them and whatever team you're talking like, about. Like we need to call ADs and be like, <laughs> listen. Hey, Sheffield's free this week. Yeah. And I think next week. So maybe maybe Actually, you know how bad Sheffield is? They don't even have lights at their stadium. They play on Saturday afternoons because it's 2020 and they still don't have lights. Maybe we could set up, set up like a non-conference game at Dairy Football Field or something. Something between the two schools. That's 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 still a hike for Sheffield. Sheffield's up there by Bradford. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, let's move away from District 9. District 9 is <laughs> incredible. Uh, we got the Amigo watch now. We're going to pick our players to watch. watch. Players to watch coming up this weekend. And uh, I'll let you guys go first on this one. I'm going to go with a player from the game that I'm going to be at, Nika Johnson, three sacks, and the win for West Mifflin. Yeah, my Amigo watch, I am putting California quarterback Damani Stafford on Amigo watch. I think he has a big gig, a big day against the Birds, and I think California pulls one off in the game of the week. Um. I think this might be too obvious, but Jake Pugh is going to have at least 600 yards passing against the Union Town. That's not week. even no. fair. <laughs> no, that's that's not going to happen. Um, you think Joey Lexi makes the start instead? They just sit. Jake no, I just no, don't just, think it's fair to pick anyone from Thomas Jefferson, Bell Vernon, because or McKeesport. It, that's probably true. No, because Jake Pugh is going to throw the ball six times before he gets sat on the bench. You can't right. throw six 100-yard ta- passes. I'll, I'll pick a new one, okay? <laughs> yes, you're going to. <laughs> okay. Um, Isaiah Beltram, running back, Manesson. I think he runs all over Mapletown. Good pick. That's valid. But question, aren't they like an air raid offense? Not really. No. Didn't they used to be? Mm, I don't think no. so. Maybe I'm getting my teams mixed up. You know, I'm sorry. I mean, Maple Town's kind of an air raid. <laughs> no, no, but like here's okay. So I I already talked about the eighty six nothing, and I keep I'm sorry to bring up D nine football again and again. But you know how many times Keystone threw the ball in that game? No. Cool. They threw it twice, and they scored seventy nine first half points. Now think about that. You know how many times Charleroi threw the ball against Waynesburg last week? How many? One. Yeah, but they didn't score 79 <laughs> points and a half. That's true. <laughs> like, think about it. That clock, the, the Mercy Rule clock was already gone in the first quarter. It was, they were up, I was think it was, they had 49, I think, in the first quarter. Like, I don't even, like, is that every single time they hand it off, they just want to score? I don't understand how that's even possible. It just sounds like a bad football team going against a good football team. I know, but like, even <laughs> at that, like, think about it. Like, the clock just never stopped. That's that's how high school football is sometimes. There's no parity. No, but, you know, like, if they would have scored 40 and 40, then I could definitely see it. But 79 and 24 minutes of game, not even just game time, just actual time. Jeremiah, how are, how, how into you, how into this conversation are you about District 9 football? Because I'm already kind of falling asleep here. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I think disrespect. Yeah, I think... Hey. At least, at least our high schools are playing football, and yours is still over there taking photo shoots of their new uniforms. Okay. Hey, we we can't all play that to lose a Central school. Catholic in the playoffs. All that. Yeah. Hey, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever mentioned on this podcast, but I just want to say 
for all the Whipple guys. Nathan Grella is the founder of the Phil Dracovic fan club. Oh my so, gosh, no. If you guys ever want to join it, or if Phil's listening up in New England, hi Phil, Nathan's your biggest fan. I am not a member of the Jerky Club, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you see they almost lost to Texas State on Saturday? Yeah, well, <laughs> guess what? Phil Dracovic still would beat State College. I'm about to make a lot of people mad. I don't watch the ACC. It's irrelevant other than Clemson. I mean, you can think that, but that doesn't make it true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it is okay, true. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's completely irrelevant because obviously it's not completely I mean, irrelevant. at least we're playing football, so. But listen. No, no you're not wrong. You're not the wrong. Big Ten, how do you make it feel that like the Big Ten just like, you know, we're going to play football this year, and then like half the teams in the ACC just get kicked out of the pool because like the Big Ten just like announced, yeah, we're going to play football. That's cool. They're just that much better. That's cool. We'll see who's in the playoff and who's not. It's going to be Clemson because they play nobody. <laughs> Clemson. We'll see. We'll see. This is not a college football podcast, so I don't know what you guys are expecting <laughs> out of me. I have not followed college football like at all besides one team this year. Well, you know, it's yeah, exactly. kind of just started, so. Yeah, and very busy with high school football stuff. Uh, and that will lead us into the plugs here. Uh Speaking of business, I finished a recap video today. It's pretty cool. Go check it out. I think it's one of my best videos that I've made. So uh, it's on the YouTube channel and Twitter and Instagram. And what was that? It's not got much to beat. Thanks. Thanks. Listen, if you're going to bash my chucks, (laughs) I'm coming at you, girls. Coming at you. I don't remember bashing your chucks. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Bashing. I bashed District, District 9. Nine. District yeah. Nine's the greatest. I'm, I'm not going to say that. That's that's just over the line. But I uh, Uniontown would win District 9. There. All right. And if you want more District 9 stuff, you can follow Carter at, at Carter I'm not posted. I'm Twitter. not going back up there unless I'm free another Friday night. Okay. We'll see how, if that happens or not. I hope to God it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hope. Punksy Dubois rematch. Carter Newcomb at, at the beautiful Jack Lamarca Field Stadium. Jack Hart. Field, that should be Punxsutawney Field Memorial Stadium. You know, it's actually funny. The Chucks used to have a big Punxsutawney Phil logo on the side of the helmet, and our school is like so stickler. Like they're so like tough on how what logo we use because we don't have a designated like. Like athletics logo, I like the the, the picture of the punks and I feel the little cartoon. Yeah, that's the baseball like that. logo. They don't let us use it anymore because it's not the school's logo. So like they have like a district P. It's like a it's a P inside of like a block. It's like the it's like what you like print on the paper at the top left corner of like your like school documents. They told us that they we either had to put that on the side of our helmets or a, a number or nothing. So our coaches is like, yeah, we're gonna put numbers. That's dumb. <coughs> that's dumb. So we're out there looking like Alabama playing like Wake Forest. I think with Jefferson Morgan, I don't like what Jefferson Morgan did with their helmets. They used to have the, it used to be all orange and they had the black JM on it. And they changed it to now it has, it's all black and they have like the, the school district logo on it. And I don't, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. But I like, I like the matte black, but I don't like the logo. All right, quick question. Bit of a discussion question. Well, who's got the best helmets in the WPIL? The best helmet? Best helmet look. South Bay. Uh, the Whippeal. I'm not qualified to answer this question because I am i don't follow the Whippeal other than these three I haven't seen basically. all the teams, but, like... 
I think Storox is actually pretty cool with the green, yeah, with the green yeah. Viking horn. Yeah, no, no, you know, didn't, didn't, so. didn't they change to a black helmet this year? I think I saw that. But I, I, th- I like, I like South Vans a lot. I, I think they definitely have a clean look. The green and the white. Yeah, Pine Richlands. Oh, Belvern. Bel- Bel- you can't, bad. you can't look over Belvernon too. Yeah, Belvernon is pretty nice for the gradient. I don't know. See, listen, I don't love gradient, but they just they they find a way to make it rock. Like it just it just it just looks good. I think Wash Highs is clean. Yeah, I do. I definitely I agree with you there. I think I really like them, but I'm not. That's 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 up there. Yeah, Central uh, Catholic's Viking helmet. I think that's good. Um, I, I actually I actually like the Fraser helmet too. It's got some like, the, the striping down the middle. Yeah, like the yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's a clean look. I like white helmet. I like Clareton's but... black helmets with the bears written across it. I like those. I wasn't a fan of the orange helmets with the like chi- like the old Chicago Bear logo on it. I wasn't really a fan, but I really like South Fayettes. Um, I think they're the clean. I really like the design on the lion. Um, so that's probably who I would go with. You know, you're not going to choose the West Green Pioneers yellow. No, buckets. I like our, I like our helmets. I, It'd I be do, better but... if they had the same logo on both sides. Uh, yeah, I, no, I don't disagree. I, I said the same thing in high school, but you know, um, good helmet. Yeah, I, I like North Alleghenies too. The big tiger paw print, the big yellow tiger paw print. I am a fan of North Alleghenies. I'll tell you what, Avellas looked pretty sharp with their new uniforms. I like Avellas' new uniforms. They literally remind me. I like Avellas' old helmet better, though. No, I think the, I, no. the old blue with the Atlanta Braves, the yellow Atlanta Braves no. logo. Look, it, no. I thought that looked all right. No, go home, girls. I, I, I like the new yellow. You'll see. I, I, they, look, in person. they look. They look like they remind me of like Pitt's '90s uniforms. Yeah, they really do. Oh, how can I forget Woodland Hills, Michigan's helmet? Yeah, I forgot about that. That yeah, that's like iconic too. Yeah, yeah. How could I forget about that? Yeah, Woody High's up there for sure. What are I don't like the Ram. <laughs> no, I don't. The Ram like, up north. I'm not like, a big fan. Yeah, I'm, I don't either. Um, hmm. It's a good discussion, though. I really. It's yeah, a great it's a good discussion. Central Valley's. I like Central Valley's helmets. The baby yeah, blue I do too. with the navy yeah. CV. I've always been a big fan. I like when I like when Central Valley goes the the dark blue uniform the with the baby light blue, blue helmets. Yeah, baby blue plants. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, that's exactly that's a great that's that's, that's probably my looks. favorite. That's probably my favorite uniform in the WPIL is when Central Valley wears the dark jersey, the light blue pants with the, the baby blue. I really like that. I. Don't remember what the Yawk helmet looks like, but I know their logo. That that logo looks nice. The Yawk, the, the, with the orange, green and the orange. Separation. Yeah. All right. Mount Pleasant. I don't know what their uniform now, but if they look anything like they did back in the day, Mount Pleasant um, used to be sharp. I think I think a lot of blue and red uniforms. Like if I like blue and red mixed together, maybe it's just because I'm American. And I like the patriotic look, but like. Like a a good old blue uniform with like a, a white helmet and some red face mask, like that's that's a good look for anyone. And it'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Fraser Commodores. Um, I I really like the anchor theme they have for the middle. Stripe. Yeah, that's what, that's what I alluded to earlier. Yeah, yeah I like to look no, that. I like well, I will agree with that. I like the old Ram logo on now. Get it all. 
Well, if you guys have any suggestions on what your favorite helmets are in the whip, you'll send them or drop them in the comments of this podcast, and we'll uh, mention them on the next one. Uh, you guys want to continue here with plugs here? Any final words? Yeah. Go Ducks. Go Chucks. Fiat Lux. No. Good luck, and uh, it's gonna be another. In the backyard. We didn't get any submissions yet. I was really disappointed. Uh, but we'll, we'll get some. Best features in the backyard. Like, we've had a couple people say the West Green Train Trestle. We've had some people say... I've had some people say uh, Sunset, which I think is beautiful. I've played there. Um, Jefferson Morgan, Parker Field. They have a cemetery to the south end zone. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, send your send in the unique stadium features. West well, Green's, like, um, Forest Lodge Snack Shack. I'd put that on there. What the concession stand? Yeah, it's, it's like the old. It's like an old Forest Lodge thing. They got the roasted chickens and everything. I'd say that's our on the list. Wait, Jefferson Morgan's got themselves another submission now because they're at Wiley. They got the big old train right behind there. You know, that's that's a great feature. Uh, I want I want people to submit along with those you know pizza places and you know things around stadiums. I want to hear. We didn't. We just talked about helmets, but I want to hear who what people think the best uniforms are in the WPIL. We can maybe talk about that next week. Maybe we get into. Maybe we get some people fighting who has the best uniform. Yeah, yeah. I like that. We're overwhelming you guys with things to bring up, but we want to hear from you. So yeah, exactly. Tell us what you think about State High's new uniforms. I'm a big fan. <laughs> so, uh, when you have that much money, that you should look good on the field. Exactly. So, um. Nike probably sent those them for the for free, so they probably sent those to a Penn State and then realized they got the colors wrong. Maybe, probably not. But I just <laughs> I just I just think maroon and gray is just so ugly. Well, not ugly, but just like basic. No, it's ugly. It looks. Great. It can look okay. Yeah, it looks really like, good out just... there against Pitt Central Catholic and Pine Richland girls. You're right. Yep, well, I mean we we. Played pretty well against those both of those teams in the years we played them, but we just didn't win. <laughs> but that'll all change this year, I promise you. You play to win the game. Facts. I mean, maybe this year we'll be more motivated since with the with the announcement of the playoff brackets, uh, we'll be playing in the semifinals and not the round of eight when we play District Seven. Imagine like just not having a great season and just still making it to the final four. Imagine that's what, imagine that's what being, Harrisburg and Central Dolphin do every Imagine week. being the WPIL's little brother, no matter who it is. Retweet. That's State College. Imagine being, this, imagine being the Philly Central Catholic League little brother. <laughs> Listen. Ouch. What are you talking about? Pine Richland beat him. <laughs> yeah. But listen. I'm from District 9. I don't. I will not disagree that we are. We're not even the little brother. Like we're like, we're, you're the redheaded. We're the redheaded. Yeah, so we're the redheaded stepchild of the WPIL. Like, like you mean our the PIAA? 
What? PIAA, you mean? No, the, the well, <laughs> listen, either way, it's the same thing. I mean, not, I mean, not really, but, like, they run the PIAA, so, listen... Arden, I think I you, think District Three runs the PIAA actually. N- you're uh, you're falsely mistaken. No. District. Listen, it's all I'm trying to say it's is, in District Three. PIAA is in District Three. The PIAA is the entire state. PIAA headquarters is in District Three, though. Yeah, I know, but the WPIL <laughs> wins everything in the state. They've had a state champion in football. While you guys are doing this, I'm going to pull up some stats for you. Go ahead, keep the conversation but, but, going. But listen, but listen, but listen. I know, as a District 9 athlete, I worked my tail off all summer, right, for both basketball and football, just so that I had the opportunity to get my absolute, my rear end handed to me by a WPAL school in the first round of the state playoffs. That's what we look forward to, all right? The district title is great. We celebrate that like we won the Super Bowl. Not that I ever won one of those, but that would be the Super Bowl to us because we know we're going to get absolutely curb stomped in the first round. So, like... I'm not saying we're better than the WPIL because that's that's what we we're like. Listen, if we do have a great senior season, we can go out there and we can lose by 40 points to like the fifth place team in the Whippeal. All right, question for you before I start: What district is Southern Columbia in? Four or twelve? They're in four. Four. Yeah. All right. Here's a statistic for you. This is all time by districts PIAA championships in football. Just football. District nine and five are tied in last with zero. Two smallest districts, and yes, that, I'm not. That, that's not to be mean. I'm just saying, District Seven, the WPIAL, has 46 state championships. District Four has 16. They're second. So WP, the WPIAL has 30 more than any other district. And District Four, if you take away Southern Columbia, they only have six. Southern Columbia makes up 10 state championships for District 4. So, I mean, District 6, all their state championships is just one team, and that's BG. District 6 right. has four state championships. Yeah, that's all BG. Which just kind of surprises me. District 8 is the Pittsburgh City League. Only one state championship. That kind of surprises me. Hey, if there's, one, if there's one sport you can't rip on District 9, baseball. I'll never forget. That's a I sport? Was, Yes, it is. Okay. You're so, a Minnesota. Said, you're like the biggest Twins fan I know. Why would you listen, ask that? In like in like sixth and seventh grade, it was one of those years. I'll never forget the Punks, Tony Chucks, legendary baseball program. By the way, they've won 14 of the last 16 district championships. And I don't care what district you're playing in, whether you have four teams or 25 teams. That's impressive. All right. But, anyways, I'll never forget first round of the state playoffs. They played the winning, the WPIL champions. West Allegheny, I forget their name. I think what are they? The the the, the, the Indians. Yeah, they're the Indians. I'll never forget. They played them in Butler, and they beat the crap out of West Day, and route to losing in like the semifinal round. But that's besides the point. Punxsutawney baseball and whip, the District Nine baseball can compete with the WPIA. All right, I'm sure no one is listening at this point in the podcast after listen, talking about District listen, Nine for we, so long we, we and with zero listen, District Nine have, listeners at all. We ha- listen, we have to ha- discuss something. I know we talk about football, but like this is the fun part of the podcast where we just go off on rants. True tangents. I, exactly. I, I'm not trying. I'm not, not expecting a single person to be like you know Carter's really right in what he's saying right now. You know, I, I want people to be like, what is this guy saying? I'm not saying hot takes for the sake of saying hot takes, but it gets the conversation started. I don't think our listeners have the context to say what is this guy saying, though. 
I'm telling you, <laughs> like we're atrocious. All right, let's finish up this podcast. Yeah, all right. So if you're listening in any you know podcast app, you're in the right place. Spotify, iTunes, tune in anywhere. We're we're on your ears. Um, I think we're on Google Play Music too. So go check us out on there if you're an Android user. You know another uh, thing about Southern Columbia? Why I'm thinking of it? You know what's amazing? Ahead, They've won 10 state titles all since 1994 and all with the same head football coach. I just wanted to say that. Well, I mean, if you're winning that many, like he, I'm sure his salary's got to be incredible. I'd say he's making I'd say he's making uh no, I'm telling you there's some programs in the WPIL where they're the head football coach definitely makes six figures. Bob Palco at Mount Lebanon, you go see what his paycheck is. I guarantee it's you'll be blown away. Also, if you won that many state championships, like that's just his living. So, like, I don't. And there's no. That's insane. For it. So, like, you're doing. Bad. Listen, 1994, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2015. They just took ten years off, and then they started to get you know powerful again. 15, 17, 18, 19. Those coming in double A. The previous six were in single A. And speaking of paychecks, uh, we don't get one. So if you want to support us on Patreon <laughs> for all me. we're doing, um, go do that. Uh, if you want to buy our merch, go do that as well. We don't make any money off it, but we enjoy seeing you guys wear our stuff. I know both Carter and Jeremiah are have positive reviews of the merch on Teespring. Yes, sure, I don't think you've gotten yours I, yet, no, though. I, I, I ordered it. I did. You probably saw that. Kept through. I did order a hoodie. You know, think about it like this. When you guys buy merch or the Patreon, you know, half of the revenue we're going to put towards getting Sheffield Football District 9 lights. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost there. We only need about a couple hundred thousand more. So um, do your best. No, but seriously, honestly, buy the merch. Really support us. You know, it means a lot. You know, we try to bring out a good product to you guys. You know, we do recap videos. We do we cover many games throughout the backyard, and uh, we're looking to expand. So we definitely need your help. Um, just any anything anything counts. You know, any amount we'll be happy with, and we really appreciate it. And if you get if you buy our stuff and support us, you know, rep to our game we're going to. You know, maybe we'll get a picture with you and post it and everything. Social distance picture, of course. And we're also very grateful to be affiliated with PA Football News. Absolutely. So home for everything high school football. Uh, we're excited that Billy um, supports us and knows what we're doing, and um, we're happy to work for him. So if you want to go over and support PA Football News, it would mean a lot to us. It would mean a lot to him as well. Um, and go check out more info around the state. And yep. that'll just about wrap up this podcast. I'm Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. Whoa, I'm whoa, 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 whoa. I always he, go second. Listen, he I'm like the co-host. You're the guest. Know I'm your place. Guest. Know your place. Know your okay. Okay. <laughs> he just he just looked at me, so like when he looked at me like this, I, I felt like, you know, speak is what he said. You'll see it if you watch the video. He's like, I'm Nathan Grella. No know I'm, your place, Carter. Okay, I know I'm third. Take but, a seat. You know, hey, the best player in baseball bats third. So, um, um, you could make you could argue that the four hitter is. No, you couldn't. Yes, you can. Wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, All right, whatever. This is a high school football podcast. Moral of the story: the best batter does not bat first. So, no. me or you are the best, Jay.
All right, that'll wrap up this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on Saturday after this week's games. See ya.